When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. Join by my co-host Maurice Williams at MFR25. I'm looking at the screen right now and I'm double checking. You Reese, you can put this video. I go rob something. You said what? So I look like I'm about to go rob something. I'm about to say all oh, I let me I, I, disconnect from this block. I'm about to say I just I at one point when you was talking, I'm like, I just see his eyes. Like eyes and teeth. Like <laughs> All right, this somebody gonna screenshot that or something. Somebody gonna screenshot that. that. That look, you look like you in the damn movie Smile, motherfucker. <laughs> you know they making a smile too. That don't even. Like, I think it's the first I, one. But... Oh no, it it makes sense. Okay, based on based on how to how it works, but uh, okay. yeah. So um, I, I double check to make sure that record button is pressed because we recorded like a two hour episode the other day and lost the whole shit. Uh, did a whole catch up because we have not been on this podcast for over not over a month. It was December fourteenth was the last episode we put out. Almost two months. Yeah, the Mavs are what fourteen and fifteen now since that occurred. Um, a lot has changed, but we ain't about to try to revisit. We ain't about to try uh, to redo. We, I mean, it, it wouldn't up. feel the same. It wouldn't feel the same because it's like that was natural. We talked about two movies. Like, we talked about American Fiction, Fire, go see it. Fire. And uh, the Book of Clearance, which was, it was all right. You can wait. Yeah. You can you wait. You can catch that on streaming. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm not doing that again. And, uh, you know, uh, if you have not been, if you don't follow me on Twitter, or if you don't keep up with uh, my Instagram either, if you do not know where I've been, you can check pin tweet on on twitter you can uh check my instagram to, to, to get that i'm not about to get into all that but um a lot has changed since december 14th and uh also with the the podcast because we left our old network as reese detailed in the episode a couple weeks ago and we're with the new network the the deal everything looks like it's gonna work out well um, we'll see because obviously when you enter any contract, you expect it to work out well or you wouldn't have signed it. Thanks. So <laughs> um I feel good about the situation we're in. Reese, uh, sounded like you feel good about it uh, on the uh the episode you did. So so yeah, like I, we can't go over all that. Show notes probably gonna be skimpy. Probably gonna be skimpy. We don't have to do no ad reads. Nope. Beautiful. I love that. Um what else? What else am I missing? Oh, five-star reviews. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on Spotify if you have not. 
And if you're an Apple listener, you may have realized that the Apple feed is no longer the same feed. We lost all of our, we lost our old Apple feed uh, in the transition. And so we have a new one. I think the last time I checked, we, we only have three reviews. We had 77 reviews over like four or five years on the re- original feed. It's kind of, kind of sucks. Just but, to be transparent, I'm kind of nervous that, not nervous, but worried that we're going to lose a lot of uh, listeners and stuff too, because they may not, like not everybody's going to see the tweet and, and right. they may not know that we have uh, a new feed. So excuse me, if you're listening to this, uh, tweet it out that we have a new feed. Help us out a little bit because there, tweet there's it. probably a lot of Facebook people. Facebook it. Yeah, tweet it, Facebook it, Instagram it, TikTok it, whatever. You know, blue sky, I, whatever you use. Yeah, email Snapchat. it, text a friend. You know, yeah, uh, put it on your OnlyFans or something. I don't know. Like, hey, yo, like, I, outside the sticker on the cheeks is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this motherfucker go talking about ass, man. Hey, yo. Uh, anyway, <laughs> before 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 we get in trouble, uh, <clears throat> oh. Speaking of the Mavs Outsiders logos, um, new one has been dropped. This specifically for merch purposes. We're going to try to get more merch options out there. If you want Mavs Outsiders merch, whatever it may be, let us know. Like we 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 have options. Maybe we don't know what you want, and we can we can expand that that shop at any time. Uh, I think that's enough housekeeping. Did you have anything? Did I miss anything? Um. Patreon, subscribe to the Patreon. Shout out to the patrons for uh, you know, sticking with us while we did say this in the episode that we recorded but didn't record. So I but obviously y'all didn't hear me. <laughs> but uh, you know, shout out to the patrons for, for sticking with us through this time. Uh Bib said before y'all could have, you know, decided to unsubscribe and, and you would have left and nobody would have blamed you for it. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh y'all stuck with us and, and hung in there with us. Uh so shout out to the ones who are already patrons. If you're not already, patreon.com forward slash Mavs Outsiders. You know, you get the video version. Uh, you get the, I think the $20 tier, you get your free hoodie. Uh, there will right. be hoodies with the new logo as well. Uh, you're supposed to get a shirt, but we didn't have shirts yet. So we gave people the hoodies. So, I mean, depending on the season, depending on which one you want. Like Shieko, he was like, man, I can't wear no hoodie down here. Like. <laughs> and we could uh we are i think she already bought a hoodie he did this was before the patreon i think okay 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 gotcha yeah. gotcha gotcha yeah but yeah we we definitely want to get the shirts out i feel like that's something easy that a lot of people buy a lot of people wear so we definitely need to get t-shirts it's about to start warming up excuse me i'm i'm have some indigestion over here i'm in the in the dark because i'm recording in the car i am not home not be home most likely and consistently for a while so uh you're gonna get some weird episodes here and there bear with me during this time um <clears throat> what else we got let's get into this shit i know y'all tired of hearing us talk about this other stuff when some exciting things have occurred uh nico did not surprise me made some moves reese were you surprised did you do expect the Mavs to stand pat or something I wasn't surprised, but with the Mavs, I always try to keep my expectations lo- like going into that day on Thursday, Thursday morning. I was like, all right, I'm fully prepared for, for nothing to happen. 
because I want to have my expectations low. That way, if something really doesn't happen, I'm not disappointed. Okay. When the first move happened, I'm like, all right, I'm fully prepared for this to be the only move. That way, if something else doesn't happen, I'm not disappointed. But right. Nico's been very active. Like, since he's been yeah. GM during the offseason, during the trade deadline, he's been very active. So this is this is consistent with uh, his work as GM. And uh, not necessarily surprised. No, I'm surprised that we didn't have to give up much, but I'm not surprised yeah. that he made something happen. All right, so let's talk about it. Two deals <clears throat> were made, and <laughs> people went away. Grant Williams is gone. Williams is gone. Seth Curry is gone. Seth Curry, again. For the third time. Third time's a charm. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is gone. Out of here. The first round pick we were holding on to is gone. Uh, we also traded for an additional first round pick and traded that. Uh, coming back to us is two second round picks. As well as PJ Washington. And this is the place where I will play celebratory music. <laughs> but You've been uh, wanting this for a while, man. Yeah. <clears throat> and also Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford as well, yeah. Two names that have been on our radar for some time. <clears throat> uh, they, were, they were saying the Mavs and Wizards were talking about Kyle Kuzma, but, you know, things could, didn't really, you know, Pan out, so the Mavs pivoted to to Daniel Gafford. Um, I don't care how we got there. I'm just glad we did. Um, the two second round picks are from who? Uh, the Hornets. The Hornets, okay, in the PJ trade, okay. If I'm not mistaken, uh, let me see if I can find it. But yeah, that gives us four second round picks, and second round picks have been moved. In recent years, like first round picks, so yeah, we we did give up future first round picks, but we got second round picks, and that is that has value. There in today's league, yeah, I mean, you see second round picks added to deals with players to to help sweeten the deal. Uh, a load of second round picks uh, sweetens deals and and trades for important guys nowadays, not just regular role players. So. Who knows what right. we could do with that? Um, it's good to have them after we just gave up those first round picks. Um, so we still have some trade assets. Right. And um, I did confirm the second round picks came from Charlotte. Okay. We're sending a 2027 first rounder. It's top two protected. So as long as the pick is not one or two in 2027, it's going to Charlotte. Which I like because that we don't end up in a situation that we've been in with New York. Yeah. Where holding on to the pick. Yeah, that lottery protected shit. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but yeah, all that said, you know, we talked about we talked historically about the things that we need on this team. We talked about uh <clears throat> the lack of bigs that we need, bigs that play the style that Luca plays well with, that is rim rolling bigs <clears throat> that dunk the basketball and protect the fucking rim. That's that's what we need. And Rashawn Holmes is not that. Dwight Powell is not that. And Derek Lively is a rookie. We can't depending on a rookie to hold down your entire defense is absurd. 
you got to have two. So people were scared of getting a veteran that's going to get in front of Lively and take all his minutes or whatever the case. I, I didn't care which way it went. Personally. I would put a veteran in front of Lively. I would play a veteran behind Lively. I didn't care. I just wanted two of those guys because every time Lively tries to hold down the entire defense by himself, he gets hurt. He only plays like 24, 25 minutes anyway. So these now, you bring in a Gafford, you play each of them about 24 minutes, and the game flows so much more smoothly because you have two guys that play similarly. They both do the same type of shit, and you can you can develop a system around that. Thoughts on, on Gafford before we move to EJ? Uh, I, I think we got what we were looking for when we said we wanted a guy, a big off the bench who could <clears throat> replicate in a way what what Derek Lively gives the team, um, right. not in terms of talent, but in terms of style. And I'm and to be honest, maybe even talent because like Lively's great, but Lively's a rookie. Um, and, and Daniel Gafford is a solid uh, backup big to have. To be quite honest, um, yeah. And, and I think one of the best things is, and I looked it up to make sure in the past three seasons, this year he's played. 45 games so far last year he played 78 games and the year before that 72 so uh unless the Mavs are cursed he's fairly healthy which which really helps because in that instance if Derek Lively is out we still got Daniel Gafford who can start and hey we can bring Dwight Powell off the bench which is cool I'm cool with like the white power and moderation off the bench, cool. And he doesn't even have to be the backup big off the bench because I would rather play Maxi at center than the white power. Uh, but the white power's there for insurance, I guess. But um having another athletic rim running big who is a rim protector, uh mm-hmm. a decent rebounder, uh mm-hmm. off the bench with Luca is is I, I love it. I love consistency on a team to where when the starters come out and the bench comes in, you have sort of the same archetype so you can continue running the same quote-unquote system because I don't know right. if Jason Kidd runs a fucking system. I think he just says, go out there and play. But you and get the drift. Even more of a reason to have guys that do the, the, right, the same things or do the things that we need to be done because Jason Kidd ain't about to try to mold nobody into anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, ain't known for systems and sets and shit. So, less work for him to do. Less work. Less work for him to not do. Yeah, but I I think Gafford is going to be a seamless fit. I don't think chemistry would be an issue. But man, this is we we get into things we wished for, and 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 it's not um, it's not a a a trade that's gonna take us over the top right away. But I think these are building blocks for the future. Yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, the uh, the details on that dra- trade, we traded, we did a pick swap for our 2028 first round pick with the Oklahoma City Thunder to get their 2024 first round pick, which is like 20, going to be like 26 at best uh, to trade that to Washington to, to get Daniel Gafford. Uh, in the other trade, we did trade our 2027 first round pick to get PJ Washington. Uh, we we heard the PJ Washington rumors. Everybody was excited about it. Um, glad that I was able to plant that seed out there, you know, over the past three years uh, for, the, for the masses. But um, and actually five. I've been talking about PJ Washington since college. But, but as far as with Luca for the past two three years, the 
the the the deal was being held up by the idea that the Hornets wanted Josh Green, and the Mavs are still very much committed to Josh Green. Uh, are you okay? I assume you are, but I, I'll I'll let you vocalize it. Are you? How do you feel about the fact that we did that 2027 first round pick and we're able to keep Josh Green out of the deal? Uh, I think that's a fantastic win for the for the team with the fact that now, granted, if we would have done a Josh Green for PJ Washington swap, would I have been upset? No. But I would rather us give up a pick three years from now than mm-hmm. to completely give up on Josh Green, because, again, we have a lot of young pieces for the future and that's one we didn't give up any of the young guys in any of these right. like that that's right. a win of itself um so so no uh I, I think it was great i don't know how they pulled it off but i think it was great that we were able to um keep josh green and basically trade a guy who wasn't playing well away and two guys who weren't really playing away and get two guys yeah. back who are gonna make impacts right away just like that Right. And as far as the game, you know, I see a lot of talk about who P.J. Washington is, what P.J. Washington isn't. My thing has always been, you know, we know what works with Luka, right? Rim rolling bigs work with Luka. Pick and roll bigs work with Luka. Guys that protect the rim at the center position are necessary when you have a guy as your star player who's not a great defender. And say what you want about Luka being a solid defender. He's not a great defender. And then we also have Kyrie. He's small. Guys are going to get to the rim. You need somebody back there that's going to clean up some of those messes from time to time. Not only at the center, but also at the power forward position. That's where Maxi Kleba comes in. Maxi Kleba, I do not like him as a primary center. I love him as a power forward because he can play a little bit of defense on the perimeter. He can get back to the rim to block shots as well and handle himself on switches from time to time. When he gets matched up on a big, and Grant Williams did not do those things. Um, we, he's fine as far as like post-ups usually sometimes, but he's not defending the rim. He's not getting up there. He's not blocking anybody. He's not playing cleanup. That's not who he is. PJ Washington does have the ability to the length to be a little bit more troublesome in those particular scenarios. I listed him as my number one guy to fill that maxi archetype, maxi type player that I think is better than maxi. Put in front of Maxi, make Max Maxi a backup to where Maxi can play 15 to 20 minutes off the bench, be his best self. And we got the guy in front of him who does similar things. And, and that is again our archetype we need. He can catch and shoot the three. He can do he 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 really he's a high IQ player. He stayed at Kentucky that extra year, polished his game. He's a heady player. He's been on a shitty team his entire career. Yeah. <clears throat> so people talk about you know, he didn't do this in Charlotte. He didn't do that in Charlotte. What the fuck is he supposed to do on that roster? And it's not like he's one of those the guy type of guys. So he's not going to like carry them anywhere. You're not expecting that. I think the perfect comparison is Aaron Gordon. Now, granted, yeah. when, when Aaron Gordon was drafted, Aaron Gordon was drafted higher than P.J. Washington. I don't remember where P.J. was drafted. Uh, he was he was lottery or close to lottery. He was lottery for sure because he was drafted by Charlotte. But Aaron Gordon was like pick number four, pick number four or something like that. He he had high expectations. Let's see. P.J. Washington was the 12th pick. Yeah. P.J. didn't have the same expectations, but lottery pick drafted to 
a bad team. Aaron Gordon didn't live up to expectations. I don't know what expectations PJ had, but now they're leaving those bad teams, going to a better situation. A better situation, because I can't call this a contender. A better situation <laughs> with a star player who is going to get the best out of them. Right. I think this is perfect for P.J. Washington. I'm not expecting P.J. Washington to play like an all-star. And I'm ex- right. and I'm not expecting him to be as good as Aaron Gordon. I'm just saying that's the perfect comparison as far as him leaving Charlotte and, and yeah. coming here. Uh, Being on a team where you didn't really have a chance to compete, getting a chance to actually compete and showing that you can do things that you didn't really get to show in your other situation. Exactly. Where much less is asked of you, so everything you give is a bonus. And this the is more is like so- with teams like Charlotte that are young and losing, they're not necessarily building a Culture. they're not necessarily molding a team. They're just trying to accumulate talent. They're not like, okay, this fits here, this fits here, this fits here with this guy. They're just trying to get as much young talent as they can, see what sticks. The Mavericks are building a team. They're molding a team together. They're trying to see what fits together. And I think PJ fits seamlessly into that uh, big. And he is, pause, he is big. He's big four. Yeah, he's not tall in size. Shout out to Flange. Shout out to who? Flange. Flange. What's she saying? She calls herself Big Four. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a big, okay. That's. That's facts. <laughs> He's six foot seven, but he has like a seven foot two wingspan. Like the dude is athletic. He can move around on the court defensively. He can knock down shots. He can put the ball on the floor. I'm not expecting him to average 20 points per game. He currently averages like 13 in Charlotte, I think. And am I crazy to think that can go up to 15 or 16? He averaged 15.7 last year. 15.7 last year. Like, it can go up. Yeah. And I think it's it, the fact that we got rid of Grant Williams and two guys that don't play and added a guy who can give us 15 points per game. And then people were like, oh, yeah, let's trade Tim now. And I was like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> hold up. Hear we me got rid out. Of Seth. Hear me out. It's a time like this where you keep Tim. Yeah, because now you got two guys who can give you buckets. One off the bench, PJ Washington. Hey, look, man, and and, and Josh Green have a good night. Dante Exum have a good night. When this team is healthy, I, I think it's all gonna come together. I, I tweeted it out, and I could be lying to myself, but I said, "Hey, man, we made a run two years ago with a less ro- a roster, less talented." Than this. <laughs> I'm I'm not ready to go there. I'm not ready to go there, but it's I all about matchups. I I, I I can get on board with that. I can get on board with that. I, I still stand by my stance of I don't care if we're the eight seed. No team is going to fear me, make me fear them on paper if Luca and Kyrie are healthy. And now I really don't fear any team on paper because we got two centers. We got two centers and tools, players that that do shit. <laughs> like like it's it's sad that it has to be that simple. Players that do shit. Players that are not going to have consistent zero-point games. 
even the Nuggets. Yeah, I trust Luka to go toe-to-toe with Jokic, 100%. I trust Luka to go toe-to-toe with anybody in the league. I'm not saying we beating the Nuggets in the series. If we pace the Nuggets, I'm taking us to taking the Nuggets in six or five. But I'd say six. Six is where I probably would draw the line. Yeah. Six or five. Like, but still. If we I'm get to saying, six. If we get to six, it, we I can't bet chance. against Luka and Kyrie. Uh, the facts. But we got to punch his chance against anybody. I, I think this team is coming together well, man. I, I think so. And and I think there's there's one piece that could that could really you know, there's one piece left out there that could. Do we want to talk about it? I mean, technically, I bought it up in the episode that didn't get released. But I was talking uh-huh. about trade. Trade, yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't think the motherfucker was going to get released. I mean, that shit happened and it was like, well, damn, okay. Uh, we was like, well, I mean, if we ain't got to give nothing up. Right. For, well, for free? For free? For the free. Please. And I know it's not technically free, but we're not going to pay him if he if he got waived and he's going to get his like 19 mil. Like We, we don't have to pay the 19 mil. He's getting um, bought out, so. Spencer Dinwiddie, all right? Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. We have an open roster spot, mm-hmm. and initially my thought was they're going to go get Marcus Morris or something and blah, blah, blah. But now, but then once Spencer Dinwiddie got released, I was like, oh, okay. I don't think that ended on bad terms. It didn't. And he he fit here. He's loved here. People still interact with him. Why the fuck not? And, like, at first I just thought it was us, like, Mavs fans, like, yeah, let's go get him. But then Mark Stein said, hey, you know, the Mavs are interested in uh-huh. bringing Spencer Dinwiddie back. Then last night, at the game, you see Mark Cuban talking to Spencer Dinwiddie, and I'm like, all right. It <laughs> seems like the fight is between us and the Lakers at this point. And anytime the Lakers and LeBron is involved, they Do have the right up a hand in getting the person they want. Do the right thing, Spencer Dinwiddie. Do the uh, right thing, man. So I can wear that hoodie again and not look goofy. Like I'm going to be honest. And, and Spencer Dinwiddie is not this amazing to where it's going to change my perception, but it's the fact that we can add a piece like that without trading right. anything. A star. You know actually, let me ask you this with the okay. entire team healthy. Who do you want starting at the three? Cause I'm a, like Luca, Ari, PJ lively. You want Josh starting at three? Yes. So Derek Jones jr. And X him off the bench. Yes. What if we get Dinwiddie? Would you then start Exum at the three? No. Okay. That's even more reason because now I got I, I got Luca Kyrie, Josh Green in the three, PJ Washington. So like Luke, PJ and Josh Green are spotting up. You know, Kyrie and Luca are working picking roles with Derek Lively, that type of thing. Off the bench, I got Dinwiddie and Exum as my ball handlers. Then I got Der- Derrick Jones Jr. as my, my backup three defender. Maxie and his backup four spot. And Daniel Gafford at the backup five. I'm pretty much running a very similar system to what I am in the starting lineup with those five. And it's like, and actually better. It's more it's more ideal because I like a defensive guy next to the point guard. And Exum is that where Kyrie is. If we get Dinwiddie, Luca will have three players on his team 
outside of himself who can go get their own bucket. That is the first time we've been able to say that in his entire career. Man, look. And people talk about now, let's trade Tim for, for Dodo. Man, what? I forgot about Tim. I ain't even mentioned Tim. I said, that's why I said three people outside of himself. No, but four listen, people outside the, of himself. When I did the lineup, I did not mention Tim. Oh, yeah, that's right. You ain't mentioned Tim. So, so it's them witty Tim, Exum slash DJJ. And well, I don't know what Exum's health situation is, so we'll yeah. see. And then Maxi and and Gaffer. Hey man, that's that's eleven D of we guys do. I trust to do we what do. the hell they supposed to do. And we ain't gotta rely on sending the young boys out there in the trenches to fight battles for us that we know they ain't ready for. Right. Oh, Max can stay in Frisco longer if necessary. I, I'm I can't believe I'm saying this. It's not do or die, but if we get Dinwiddie, things might look different. I'm not saying contenders. I'm just saying I like it more. We don't get Dinwiddie and it's Exum, Tim, DJJ. I'm still not upset. Not upset at all. Um, So back in the day, I think it was December 2022, we did that episode like about fixing the Mavs. And I looked at the team. I brought up the sheet, the things I said I wanted the team to do. Um, I said Lucas 23, and we have five years, including this year, before he can walk. Uh, I pointed out like what what is what's right about this situation currently. I said Josh Green compliments Luca well as a secondary playmaker, athlete, and defender. Um, I mentioned Jaden Hardy as far as a future piece. He can get buckets, but he's gonna need time. Um I said outside of these guys, and I included Frank, I said the roster is old outside of these guys. Yeah. Guys we thought we could milk for three or more years are showing signs of regression. I was talking about the DFSs. I was talking about Maxi, things of that nature. I talked about how we didn't have any money, how we didn't have any assets, but the team was still too good to tank. I was wrong. <laughs> we, we, we still find a way to take. Um, but I said, you know, as long as Lucas playing, we're going to be a playoff team. Then I said, what do I want? A versatile defender at the four, a little bit switchable, can hit the three, more athletic than Maxi. P.J. Washington fits that that mold. Uh, what do I want to do? I want to get younger. I want to increase our assets. I want to remain competitive. I want to keep Luka happy. We got younger. Daniel Gafford, P.J. Washington, 25 years old. We drafted Lively and Omax. Nice youth pieces. Increasing assets. We we may have traded those future, future second round or first round picks, but we have four second round picks. If we don't uh fall into the lottery this year, we finally convey that next pick and our, our pick table starts to look right. Remain competitive. I think we're doing that. With this roster, it's gonna be hard to to not be a playoff team. I agree. And by getting rid of guys that were not really playing or guys like Grant Williams who were playing, but really, was he playing, though? But barely, he was there. And getting two guys that are going to play big minutes, that's going to help keep Luka happy. So on top of that, you know, obviously PJ was on the list as one of those guys for the four spot. But Gaffer was on the list as well as one of those bigs. That, that does what we want to do. I, I did the 
I did a guys on my mind list and I did an analytics list and Gafford fit the analytics uh, list when I did that list. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about these two pieces. They fit what, what I wanted to do. The team as a whole since that, that time period, a year, a little over a year ago, has been changed. And I see people questioning Nico's vision and saying, you know, we get excited after every trade, but have we really gotten anywhere? If you're looking at the record and determining whether or not we've gotten anywhere, you're looking at the wrong thing. Look at the roster. Look at the players on the team. Most of the players on our team now are going to get better. That's important. Most of the role, most of the players that are are, are going to be here in two, three years will be better in two, three years. Yep. The other players are Kyrie Irving, Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, who else? Maxi, I guess. I was saying people. Exum's twenty-eight. He's in his prime. I don't see him getting much better. Well, he is what he is. I'll say he is what he. But like, he should still be pretty much that in two, three years. Like, we're not. My fear was that we'd be in a position where, in that time frame, two, three years from now, our team is most of our team is on the decline, and we're no longer in that position. That's beautiful. That's that's the change. It's not about. Where we're at in the standings, it's where we're going to be in the standings when Luca's contract is up. That's that's where my eyes were, always. I'm not expecting to win a championship this year or next year. It was always about, at the end of Luca's contract, are we improving as, a, as an organization with both our assets and the talent on the team? And I think we have. And shout out to Nico for, for executing that vision, whatever it looks like on the court right now. I think what he's building is a beautiful thing. I tweeted out, hey, this isn't like moving the needle, so to say, but I guess it depends on what your perception of moving the needle is. Um, But for the future, I'm excited. Like, obviously, I'm excited for this year as well. But I I have realistic expectations. Um, But seeing what this team can, can be next season uh, seeing what moves we can possibly make in the offseason, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see where it goes. I want to see this team healthy again. That means everybody. I know that's tough to ask in the NBA nowadays, but uh, I, I'm excited, man. This it, it feels exciting, kind of like when we moved off of KP. Yeah. That, yeah. When, when it was like, okay, it's fresh, it's new. Let's let's we moving forward and and we see how that turned out and that was something completely different. I don't even know how the fuck we pulled that off, making it to the Western Conference Finals with that team. But um, I, and the fact that we ain't even had Tim that year is crazy. Um, but I'm excited for this man. Uh, I, I'm excited to see PJ in his first game and, and please, Mavs fans. <clears throat> PJ's good. But he's going to have some stinkers. I've seen it in Charlotte. Yeah, He's played 31 minutes sometimes and put up six points. He's done other things on the court, though. Right. Like I think there was a game where he had, like, no points, but he had, like, 10 rebounds and a bunch of assists or something like that. Uh, let's see. You going to look it up? Yeah. Let's see. Because uh, I already had, like, his, his career stats. I'll just go to this season. The game log. I don't think it was this year. I think it was last year. Oh, never mind. 
Oh, last year. I, I can still check that. I can check that. That's just a lot more games. Um, he played 44. It should stand out. Damn. No, wait. You want me to do it with you? No, no, no. I, I, I got it. I'll just search for low-scoring games. Are you actually doing like a search? I'm just looking. I'm going right through the game log. Um, a game against Milwaukee last year, he played 33 minutes, had zero points, but had five assists and eight rebounds and three blocks and three steals. Yeah. Like he <clears throat> might have had like a, a game where he didn't score points, but he does things other than score points. Yeah. And, and that's what we need. Because there's way too many times where guys ain't scoring and ain't doing shit else either. So. I'm excited to have PJ, man. I, I hope that he can develop here. I, I hope his ceiling is higher than I expect it to be. And even if it isn't, I think he's a perfect fit. It's beautiful, man. It's a beautiful day. Shout out to you. Yep. <laughs> uh, my battery's getting low and uh, <laughs> it's cold out here. <laughs> I don't have much else to say. Um, based you. Nah, I mean, I, I said everything I could have to say. I'm excited for the next game. Hopefully, these dudes can suit up. Um, if Buddy Hill suited up for the fucking Sixers today, they can suit up for us. So yeah, I saw, I saw they might. Oh, I do have one thing to say. What's up? Spencer Dinwiddie is sitting beside Rob Palenka right now. So he's he he's dating right now. Okay, he he's on a free agency tour. Yeah. And- he ain't even released yet. Hey, man, this dude is crazy. I think he got waived. He ain't get waived yet. I thought he, he did. did. I think he might have. Wait, the Raptors played today, so he had to get waived already. I mean, let me see. Here. Was it Mark Stein that said it? I'm about to go to the Raptors team. And if that motherfucker won the roster... The Raptors just announced they have waived newly acquired Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I thought he was just out here wilding. All right, cool. No, no. They waived him last. They waived him like at 322 yesterday. Hey, man, look. Who the Lakers playing tonight? The Pels? They played the Pels. Yeah. They're playing the Pelicans. Okay. Hey, man, it's 87-74 at halftime. I need the Pelicans to come back and whoop that ass. So Spencer Dinwiddie, like, oh, this ain't where I want to be. <laughs> Cowboys is trash. Just saying. Luca brought that feeling back last night. He want to be back with Boo. <clears throat> Unless Spencer Dinwiddie say some shit like, I want to reunite with Christian Wood. He might want to be on his Crip stuff in L.A. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> they do got the Crypto.com <laughs> arena, man. I'm just saying, we got to do brand man. Brand, that's that's he's combining all his brands in one spot. Crypto and crypto. Come on, son. Anyway, it's crazy that uh, they really went and called that shit crypto.com arena and crypto business. Like, damn, they died immediately, and they got to keep that shit for like another ten years. You know what? Play the game. <laughs> let the game play you. Uh, it's eleven fifty one. Reese, I just realized that you recorded this, so you're gonna have to give me the audio file. I think. That's gonna be on your account if I'm not. Oh mistaken. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Okay. You have to somehow send me that audio clip, but uh, that's all I got, man. Yeah, that's all I got. Until next time. Peace. Peace.